The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, do you like paying taxes? I don't. Mm, yeah, know. now I've said on the past, you know, mm. if I'm going to pay taxes, I want to pay a whole lot of them. Yeah. Right? Do you want to owe a million so that says you says you made four or five? That's right. Okay. Right? But, but no, generally I don't like paying taxes. Yeah, and it's not that I don't like paying taxes, mm. it's that I don't like the way that I perceive that they are spent. Ah. Now you said an interesting word, perceive. Yeah. You don't like the way you perceive mm-hmm. that the the taxes are spent. What do you mean? You mean that maybe you've been influenced by news or opinion? Yeah, or? absolutely. So, so let's let's put it this way: we've all uh, seen news articles about the bridge to nowhere, yeah. and you wonder your, to yourself, why in the world are they building a bridge like that that mm-hmm. goes nowhere and, and mm-hmm. serves nobody? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Government yeah. waste, pork at its best. Right? Yeah. yeah. So nobody likes waste. And, and I don't want my see, money to be wasted. I don't want my money to be wasted. No. But on the other hand, you know, if I know that my money's going to the military mm-hmm. and I can sleep at night knowing that uh, there are folks out there taking care of me and, mm-hmm. and protecting me at night, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Or so- if it's going to policemen or firemen that mm-hmm. are out there protecting. I like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's, and there's a difference between taxes and fees. Uh-huh. All right. Go ahead. So um, let me give you the difference here. A tax would go to pay for a service uh, like protection from police, mm-hmm. uh, like, like fire, that's right. military, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay a fee for the, the city to come by and collect my garbage. Right, right. And if the city didn't come now, by... Now, granted, I, I don't think I have much choice in that fee. Well... I mean, there are places that it's it's run by a private entity. Yeah. And so if, mm-hmm. you know, you want your garbage collected, whether the city does it or some private entity that is a garbage company I don't does know it. if by ordinance I could opt out of paying that fee mm-hmm. and take care of my own garbage, for R- instance. Right. As long as the city provided it. Correct. But if your municipality didn't provide it mm-hmm. and you wanted garbage collection, right. you'd pay a fee. Yeah. Because your wife doesn't want it mounding up on the front porch. Correct. Huh? Mm-hmm. And you're willing to pay? And I don't have a burn pile in the backyard that you know, I'm uh, willing to take Speaking care of, of ordinances, right? Right. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So many of these fees and or taxes we pay go for things that we're willing and, 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 and really um, encouraging for it to be that way. Mm-hmm. We encourage for there be a garbage collection. We encourage yeah. and we want the military and the police mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. Now, we don't want the bridge to nowhere. Right. All right? And supposedly we hire people or <laughs> we mm-hmm. elect people right. to keep that from occurring. 
However, sometimes it doesn't because yeah. people aren't perfect. Water is a good good question here, right? All right. Um, water is a basic human need, and I think a basic human right. Mm-hmm. But it costs money to produce that water to make sure that it's safe to drink. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I, when I when I buy water, mm-hmm. right, it's mm-hmm. it's measured in however they measure it. You know, hundred cubic feet uh, per unit or, or whatever. But you right. know, my my water bill is going to be forty dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with that water once you've used it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it has to be treated. Yeah. Yeah. It you goes know, you've somewhere. Got sewage that needs to be treated as well. Yeah. So there, those are fees, mm-hmm. right, or mm-hmm. things that you're paying for. And it's logical. Mm-hmm. You may not necessarily agree with the amount, but it's logical that that fee exists. Correct. All right. So in our social structure and the way America is put together, there are certain programs that nobody doesn't want clean water. Mm-hmm. Nobody doesn't want uh, the garbage to be picked up. Right. How about grandma's social security check? Well, don't start messing with grandma's social security <laughs> check now. Huh? Or daddy Warbucks Phil over here. Uh, that's exactly right over there. Yeah. He, he's already started to yeah. steam at the ears yeah. just you bringing it up. Them's there's fighting words. <laughs> right. So there are certain things we're willing to pay for. Yeah. Now, many of those things are, are go into a, uh, a definitional lump sum thing called social programs. Correct. All right. So today we have Marianne Runner with us from our office um, that we have hired to help clients with some of these social programs. Correct. She helps clients with Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and some of those mm-hmm. uh, things that we want to provide, whether through our office or through the government, as an underpinning and a safety net. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Marianne, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me today. All right. So, we're going to talk a little bit about social programs. Yes. All right. So uh, give us a definition of the various social programs we're paying for in America. Okay. Well, let's start about what start off with what is social insurance? You okay. know, you hear about all these different insurances. Well, this one is social. Why social? Does that mean we get we get to hang out to, with each other? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, pay yeah sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so by definition, social insurance is a concept where the government intervenes in the insurance market to insure that a group of individuals are insured or protected against the risk of any emergencies that lead to financial problems. Right. So in layman's terms, that means when I was 17 and I was working at Lenny's Sub Shop, mm-hmm. I was not saving money for mm-hmm. when I was going to turn 65 and possibly need to be in a nursing home. You weren't consciously saving no. money yourself. No, Mm-mm. not at when 17. When you were 17. No. <laughs> I had other agendas. <laughs> yeah. The movies. Oh, yeah. A car. Gasoline, mm-hmm. clothes, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. That a 17-year-old is going to spend money That's on. That's right. Why would I save money for... For retirement. Retirement. Those Being are, in a nursing that's for home. old people. Yeah, that was my parents. That was my 70s. grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never get there. That's right. And then the next thing you do, you wake up and you're 30. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm 35 with two kids and a husband, and mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about how am I going to die tomorrow? <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. So at 17, our, our system, did we require you to do a little saving and require you to put some money into these social programs that are not only going to be provided for grandma and her social security check, but are going to be possibly provided for you 
even though you weren't aware of it? Yes. So when I got that first paycheck and I noticed uh, FICA was taken out, I thought, what Who in the, the world is, is he? this? And we don't like him. Yeah. He took some of your money. What in the world? Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to realize that that actually went to two different places, okay. two different social insurances. Uh, and they're social, again, because it's a group of people that put money in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a private. It's government uh, instituted. And it's mm-hmm. not private. And it's um, required. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to contribute. Um, most everybody, I say that. Okay. Um, and so the two different places that my money went to with those social insurances were for my health care and for income in the future whenever I need those when I'm not making any money. Okay. So that would be Medicare and Social Security. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And we're going to go to break. And when we come back, uh, after we've had this definition of social insurance here on the Advisors Roundtable, Mary Ann's going to take us into the five kinds and how we pay for them in America. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and yours truly Greg Cooley along with Mary Ann Runner today as we're discussing you know, where some of our uh, tax money goes and these social programs. Give me an example. Uh, I think they're basically divided into five major areas, right? Yes. The social programs? Mm-hmm. So we just recently talked about two of them. Okay. So there's income, mm-hmm. where your taxes goes to, uh, it saves, you're saving up your part of your income so that you can receive income later. So there's income, mm-hmm. health, education, nutrition, and housing. Okay. All right. So income for income later would be Social Security, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or it could be unemployment or workers' comp. Okay. All right. Or uh, disability. Disability. Yeah. Right. All that is included in that tax that we're paying when you see FICA on your pay stub, mm-hmm. right? That's on the right. income side. Should, you, should we take a step back just mm-hmm, a second? Mm-hmm. Because, because I'm, I'm thinking about this and, you know, the libertarian in me says, mm-hmm. why not have individuals just take care of this on their own? Absolutely. You know, Stand up on your own two feet, Why does Bubba? the government need to get involved Pull yourself here? up by your bootstraps. Right? But uh-huh. then again, we look at it from the, the, from the practical side, okay. right? Uh, either you're a un- young individual and you don't have the money to pay for your own private uh, disability insurance, mm-hmm. um, or you haven't done a good job, which we've uh, denoted mm-hmm. time and time again on this show about the portion of, of everybody's retirement income that's made up from Social Security. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and I can't remember the numbers, but I, I think it's uh, greater than 65% of the people out there. Uh, Social Security is like their sole source of retirement income. Or the majority. Or the majority. Right. 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 And if you didn't have that, Mm -hmm. when Grandma got to be 70 years old and she couldn't afford, or or, or her body wouldn't allow her to go and and be a seamstress anymore, Mm how is she going to keep food on the table? Well, and she's not. And so back... After the Great Depression, mm-hmm. our thankfully uh, forward-thinking people in Washington and other parts of the country, um, some of the think tanks and some of the universities got together and said, "You know what? We need to have some sort of safety net here, right, for one another." Mm-hmm. So, income, whether it's unemployment and disability or Social Security, workman's compensation. Mm-hmm all came up as ideas and went, yeah, people get hurt at work. Sure they do. 
people get disabled, not mm-hmm. just hurt, workman's comp, but disabled. Right. And, you know, at that time, insurance companies weren't really that willing to mm-hmm. step in. They didn't know how to do it actuarially. That's correct. And so the government did. Now, the libertarian in you may say, well, we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Well, where would our economy be now without those people spending those Social Security checks? Exactly. Where would your brother-in-law be after he hurt his back? You just want to leave him out on the street? Uh, Seems kind of cold and heartless, right? <laughs> yeah. But then again, as a society, shouldn't I take my brother-in-law in if he needs it? Oh, now we're going to get all ethical and right. moral, and, right. and you know, and, and so. That, but, but I say that to say yes. that there are many different arguments about about social insurance, and that's the reason we're not putting nineteen percent of your income in there. Right, we're putting seven point six five. Yeah. Okay. There are some people out there who want to provide everything for everybody, mm-hmm. and it would take 19%. And you look at some of the yeah. European countries. Mm-hmm. They got all these social programs. Right. You know how many taxes those people are paying? Lots and lots. Okay. So we got income that's possibly, that is provided through these social programs. We got health care that's provided through these social programs. You want to, Marianne, kind of go into those and explain them a little more further? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about what Bubba said. You know, if I had the choice when I was 21 years old and, and, you know, do I want to go purchase a new shirt or take that 10 bucks and put it in a social insurance for when I'm 70, majority of my friends and I would not make the correct choice. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's... You yeah. know, you think about how well do you actually save? Would <laughs> you would you have actually saved enough from when you were with the, ver- the very first day you started working till the day that you need it? Would you have saved enough on your own? And I mean, honestly, ask yourself that that deep question: Would you have actually done that? And I would probably say majority of us would say no, no. including myself. And so we wouldn't I, have. I'm glad in a way that uh, certain things are set up so that I protect myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm like you; I'm kind of mm-hmm. divided. Do do I want that? Uh, do you want? Do I want that told to me mm-hmm. to be done, or do I want to do it on my own? And I just, right. I'm kind of conflicted about what I would actually do. Yeah. Um, but as far as Social Security and Medicare is concerned, um, I recently took a course uh, about Social Security uh, so I could become an advisor, um, and we learned that. Uh, and I do hear this often. What are we going to do when Social Security is gone? Mm. You know, we've got all these baby boomers coming through, mm. and uh, we're going to run out. I, I have heard that nonstop. We need to address that. That's a yes. good point that you yes. make. Yeah. So um, there are many things that can be done to uh, prevent that from happening. Um, a couple of them include uh, the full retirement age mm. right now, which for somebody that was born in uh, 1960 and later, our full retirement age is 67. That is the age that we can start, you know, pulling our social security and get the, um, full retirement age amount. 67. 67. All right. So everybody born after 1960. Mm -hmm. So I was born in 1961. I've got to wait till 67, right? No. Uh, so you can, you can draw it early at 62, Uh, but your benefits are going to be reduced uh or you can wait as late as 70 to withdraw and your benefits could be increased. But if I get it, if I wait till 67, I'm full retirement retirement. and I make on a job on Mm -hmm. the side, I can make anything I want to. If I take it to 62, it can be penalized, right? right? That's right. And when you see your statements in the mail, which Mm -hmm. they come for most people at about age 60, Mm -hmm. um, you see that number on there. That is your full retirement age benefit 
Okay. Uh, and actually, those statements have recently changed. You yeah. might be seeing some different style statements that show you the difference in what you can get when you turn age 62 or three or four or 65, 60, you know, 70. And it shows it all on this new statement. Okay. Um, so mine, it, it, if I wait till full retirement age and I don't want to be penalized if I make money on the side and I have to go until 67, is yours 67 also? So mine is 67. Yours is probably 66 in some months. Okay. Yes. It, it all depends on what year you were born. Okay. Um, and that's a little bit more complicated. It, it is. But my point is 1960 was 60 years ago. Actually, right. 61 years, 61 years ago. ago. So people who are born, you know, 55, 60 years ago are in the same category of benefit of people who were born in 1990. That's right. Or, tw- or 2000. Shouldn't those of us who are a little older be calculated a little different than those of you who are a little younger? Right. Isn't that the point you're making here? Exactly, exactly. That maybe we need to change that a little? Right, because, you know, as medicine evolves, we're mm-hmm. going to start living longer. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why they have... Uh, moved the full retirement age from 67, I mean, excuse me, from 66 to 67 okay. in the, in recent years. Right. Now, one of the ways they're hoping to prevent Social Security from dissolving would be to push that full retirement age even further, possibly to 70, as medicine evolves and keeps people alive even longer. So for you, since you're significantly younger than me, mm-hmm. almost 30 years, <laughs> uh you may have to wait a little longer. Right. It's possible. Okay. For now, it's 67. Um, okay. But that's one of the ways they're trying to keep it from absolving. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is um, all earnings would be subject to a Social Security tax. So right uh, now, uh, if you're making $142,800 a year, uh, everything up until that, um, that amount right there is taxed. If you make over that amount, it is not taxed for Social Security. You mean Bubba's not paying? You mean they're just huh? they're wanting to tax the rich is what they're wanting to do, right? Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people walking on the street think everybody pays this seven point six five on all of their income. So if the brother in law makes two hundred grand a year as a doctor or whatever, most people perceive he's paying the tax on two hundred thousand, yeah. but he's not. But he's not. No, he's only paying tax up to one hundred and forty-two thousand. Oh, okay. Uh huh. So in or that's one of the options that they have on the table is to tax every bit of income that anybody makes past that amount, or at least pu- push the one forty-two up to one seventy-five, right, or, right. Or, or something like that. Now, if I am a high income earner, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be taxed more, mm-hmm. does my benefit therefore go up? Ah, uh, see. That's where a lot of people are going to start asking questions. Yes. Well, they did say that if if the age went forward or the uh, earnings amount that you could have went up, that they wouldn't re- they wouldn't increase the age. So mm. some things are going to offset the other, and that mm. that in, including um, if you were to decrease the delayed retirement credits. So right now, like we said, mm-hmm. if if you retired at seventy mm-hmm. instead of sixty. Um, seven, which for me would be my full retirement age, I would get an increase in 8% of income every single year. For yeah, because you are getting an increase as mm-hmm. every time you or every year you wait up till up 70. 70. I'm getting an 8% increase. So okay. now they're saying maybe we should only give them a 5% increase. Mm. That way we could have a little bit less money going out of the mm. system and reduce the chances. So of you're basically going away. saying that we just need to tweak it a little. And right. if we just tweak it one or two places here and there over the next few years, mm-hmm. that trust fund looks like it will be okay. That's right. Now there's some tweaks that, 
people are going to be okay with. Mm. There are some tweaks that are going to really upset people. Well, and we talked okay about this earlier. Bubba paying more taxes. That's right. That's right. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> One of those tweaks, and I though, I might is, be okay paying more taxes if they uh, if they benefit. extend the early retirement date. That's right. From sixty-two to sixty-four or five. Yeah. That's right. And if yeah. you knew where your taxes were yeah. going. Yeah. If you could see it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, so one of the other ones that are, people are a little bit more frustrated about the the possibility of is reduced uh, cost of living adjustments. So I don't know if you've heard, but this yeah, year. This year is a big one. Yes. Social Security payments uh, starting January of 2022 is going to go up 5.9%. For that, in just a one year kind of one thing. One year. Yes. Usually every year it goes up maybe 1% or 2% mm-hmm. each year. But this year, because inflation is so high, because mm-hmm. of all the stimulus money put into the system, mm-hmm. uh, cost of living has to go up because with more uh inflation and things becoming more expensive you can't afford to live You're so they know my that brain hurt. i know i know yeah, so and, my grandma and, and, and you we know just, she we needs... just talked about income that's right. as one of the social programs that we're that's dealing right. with we're up against another break and when we come back we're going to continue this discussion here because i think it's very interesting and many people in america need to hear it from the advisors roundtable on super talk radio Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Bubba Labus and yours truly Greg Cooley here with Marianne Runner on the Advisors Roundtable and Super Talk Radio. We're talking about social programs and where our taxes is going, that sort of thing. We've uh, fairly well hit the surface of Social Security, even though there are a couple thousand rules and exceptions to all that. Uh, right. we'll, we'll do that on another time. Let's talk about the health care coverage that we're paying for and the Medicare. And before you get into it, Marianne, I want to highlight uh, a seminar that you're doing uh, it's a dine and learn thing. You want, you want to give us the highlights of that at the 1st of November? Yes, yes. So uh, next Tuesday, Tuesday, November the 2nd, mm-hmm. at Pizza Grocery, we're going to be offering a um, about a two-hour um, dine and learn, like you said, where you're going to get an, uh, 101 on Medicare. Okay. So... You know, what is Joe Namath talking about on TV? Um, what are all the windows that are about to close on me? What I hear I my do? brother-in-law talking about a plan and then somebody else talking about a part. And that's all confusing. That's right. Me. That's right. You're right. Yeah. So I'm going to make it as clear as mud for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, many times in our, in our practice, we start talking to people about these things in their early 60s because we got to get them prepped, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not simple. That's right. It it's, gets more confusing the older you get. Yeah, and, and it's going to take you um, a little time to go through this Medicare 101 and explain to people uh, the difference between a part and a plan and, and how much all this stuff costs. And when you sign up for Social Security, do you have to pay for a deductible? And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Okay. And so that is November the 2nd mm-hmm. at Pizza Grocery in Corinth at what time? 530 Five thirty. So, if you're interested, uh, give us a call at the office. Okay, and We'd love that's six six two two eight seven nineteen zero three, and uh, we'll get you signed up. Now, you said we're going to learn Medicare one hundred and one, but the first part of the word is the one that's kind of enticing yeah, to me. We're going to dine. We're going to dine. <laughs> so, you're going to feed me while you teach me. That's right. We got some pizza. Oh. Some. Uh, yeah. appetizers, okay. dessert pizza. All yeah. right. So those people who want to learn about Medicare uh, and uh, and getting signed up for it, uh, uh, do that um, there at Pizza Grocery on November the 2nd. So yes. let's cover a little bit of Medicare right now while we're here. Okay. So 
uh, Medicare, like we talked about earlier, is uh, part of your FICA taxes that come out of your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes into the social insurance pot mm-hmm. that you use later on whenever you need it, whether it's in-home health care, assisted living, or at a nursing home, or any kind of place that you're going to receive mm-hmm. assistance like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is um, used by a lot of people, but not everybody, because not everybody... Uh, and this is morbid, die slowly. Some people have heart attacks and die instantly, get into car wrecks and die instantly. Some people don't need um, long-term health insurance. But in the event you need it, Mm -hmm. you're going to want to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Medicare is in different parts, right? Yes. Okay, parts A and B? Yes. Um, so it's got two different parts. Part A is your is what we say is your where coverage. So it covers any location where you're going to receive um, health care, okay. whether that's in a hospital, um, in a nursing home, all those locations. Okay. Part B is your who and your what, and it covers um, doctors, specific doctors that take care of you, whether it's a specialty doctor, a foot doctor, heart doctor, okay. skin doctor, um, and it takes care of your what, so your procedures, okay. surgeries, equipment, um, x-rays, you know, biopsies, those kind of things. Okay. Um, And I'm running through this quickly because there, you know, there is just so much. You only have so much time. You can explain everything. And that's why you should come to our dining and learn. Um, But uh, so then you have part C, which is Medicare Advantage, which is um, completely different than A and B. Mm -hmm. Once you go to Medicare Advantage part C, you are completely leaving original Medicare. You're leaving A and B, believe it or not. Um, And you're going to a program that has that covers A, B, and D, but it also uh, restricts. Is, is, yes, it's restrictive. So okay. it's not uh, something that I personally like to promote because mm-hmm. there are a lot of doctors' offices that don't accept Medicare Advantage. Okay. Now it's it's not bad for everybody. Right. There are people who need and use this mm-hmm. properly, mm-hmm. but for the majority of people. Um, I, it's not as, I don't encourage it as much. All right. And then part D is basically drugs, right? Right. right. All right. You can figure out what drugs you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. A, right. Part A is included, I, I, I guess, from what you've paid throughout the years. So part A is free if you have earned 40 credits of, uh, if you've worked for 40 credits, in mm. other words, I wouldn't 10 call years. that free. I'd call it something <laughs> that I already paid <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's it's right. not presently charged. But you've already paid for A. Yeah, That's you've right. already paid for A. So I guess there's B, no premium for it. And then B, C, and D premium. would cost something extra, right? In some way. Right. To somebody. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So that's that's kind of Medicare overview, uh, but there's a whole lot of specifics we're going to cover in Medicare 101 on November the 2nd at Pizza Grocery. Um, now, let's also cover some of the other coverages in social insurance. You re- alluded to a thing called long-term care. What are you talking about there? Yeah, so I just got to thinking. I'm pretty sure I got my wires crossed earlier. I was mm-hmm. mixing long-term care with Medicare, and mm-hmm. that's something you don't want to do because they are not the same thing. Nope. Um, so long-term care is what happens when your Medicare coverage runs out. Okay. And by runs out, I mean Medicare is not going to cover everything for your uh, for all the rest of your time in a long-term care facility. Okay. Um, so Medicare covers up to about 120 days in a nursing home. Okay. Once you've hit that 120-day mark, Medicare is not going to pay anything. Mm. Um, and if you've looked at statistics lately, it costs anywhere from 4000 to $7,000 a month, a month 
to be in a nursing home, depending on whether you want a private room or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know very many people who can pay four to five to $6,000 a month mm-hmm. to stay in a nursing home for the rest of their lives. Okay. Um, and if you have not prepared to do that, then you're going to essentially probably have to spend down everything you have, sell your house, sell your car and live on Medicaid, which mm-hmm. we want to prevent. Okay. All right. So because it costs so much, and many people don't have that money. And there's some rich people. They can stroke a check for five grand a month. Right. Take care of mama. And they're okay. That's that's fine. But for people who haven't done that, is the it, 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 the social insurance trend in America, are we starting to see where maybe certain places are saying, you know what, we ought to provide this for some people. Yes, so <clears throat> especially, and, and it probably, the catalyst probably had something to do with coronavirus. Oh. Um, in Washington, where we saw the coronavirus really kick off in early 2020. You're talking about Washington State? Washington, the state. Okay. We saw where a lot of the long-term care facilities were affected immediately, and that's where the rest of the, the country's long-term care facilities started to take note. Mm. Well, in a similar sense, uh, Washington has started to do something very recently in the last a couple of months where they are creating a brand new social insurance. Mm. So this is just like social security and Medicare and Medicaid. This is an insurance that is um, required by all residents to pay. Okay. They're paying about 58 cents for every hundred dollars that they make on their paycheck. And they're only paying this while they work, not after they're retired. Okay. Um, But this money goes into a pot and it provides um, anybody that needs the assistance once they get into a nursing home or assisted living facility, it provides money for them to be able to function and live without having to spend down and go into the Medicaid program. Because right now the Medicaid program can't afford to uh, take care of all the people that are in the nursing homes right now, especially with all the baby boomers coming through. Okay. All right. And uh, will it provide forever or is there's a cap on right now what the social insurance would, would pay, Uh, you know, it's, $20,000 $20,000 worth, $30,000 worth. Is, is there a certain amount that they that this 58 cents out of every 100 will pay for? Mm-hmm. Right now, and that could always change, is 36500 It's going to increase every year for inflation. Okay. Um, but right now, 36500 is what you get for, the, for all the long-term care insurance that you're going to receive mm-hmm. for putting in money while you work. All so right. if you worked for one year and then retired, you'd still get that amount. If you worked for 10 years... You'd still get that amount. Is that thirty-six thousand dollars? Just my lifetime of thirty-six thousand, or is it thirty-six thousand every year? That is a lifetime, which is unbelievably low. Since we just talked about how in Mississippi, not even Washington, the state, right? In Mississippi, it can cost four thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. If you're in a long-term care facility for five, ten years, you're blowing that out of the water. That's gone. Yeah, that's that's actually only a year's amount but that's what you get for the rest that of your provides a hundred dollars a day for one year yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that's all you get mm-hmm. yeah so you can understand why people in washington are are mm-hmm. frustrated so mm-hmm. what's happening in washington so they passed this law in 2019 now why, before you go, oh, go any ahead. further it, i get answer, ahead of myself sometimes no 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 i just want, i want to answer, ask this question because i think there are a lot of people driving on a highway listening to us and they're going why the heck am i worried about what's happening in freaking washington yeah. I'm in Mississippi or Tennessee or Louisiana or Alabama listening to this show, and I'm entertained. 
Why should I worry about what's happening in Seattle, Washington? Great question. So um, if this program kicks off and does well, mm. there is a chance that it will spread across the country. Uh, I know firsthand when the coronavirus was uh, really starting to hit hard in Washington, mm -hmm. as the long-term care facilities were making adjustments, I saw um, the ripple effect go across the country to gotcha. the very nursing home that my mother is in right now. Oh, really? I mean, all the protocols. So a lot of times when you see one state do something and if it is successful the rest of the states will follow suit oh yeah i mean we do that in our society we copycat things that work now i don't know if this is going to work or not but we're starting to monitor it right right right, right so we're up against another break here at the advisors roundtable when we come back we're going to continue this in-depth conversation related to social programs and also long-term care from the advisors roundtable on super talk Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio, along with Mary Ann Runner today, looking at social programs, where our taxes go and some of the benefits that are provided. So as we went into that last break there, Mary Ann, we were talking about this uh, Washington Cares Fund out in Washington, the state of Washington, mm -hmm. that we think may cause a ripple effect across America, right? Right, right. All right, so... These these benefits that are provided and this whole program that's put together, do the people in Washington have to do it or can they opt out of it? Okay, so that's where it gets a little uh, tricky. Mm -hmm. um, you can opt out. And this is where you've been hearing a lot of this information on the news lately, mm -hmm. especially in Washington. Um, you can opt out, and you don't, which means you don't have to pay the $0.58 cents for every $100 that you make. Okay. But you have to have a long-term care policy already in place. Okay. Um, so like private insurance, private insurance, you have to call maybe, for example, maybe global Atlantic or some, mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. and say, I want a long-term care policy. Mm -hmm. They have to have taken your application, approved it. And you have to have the, the policy delivered and a policy number oh, really? by November the, the first? first, this the year, first. That, how yeah. many days is that? That's like four or five days yeah. by the first. And if you haven't done it, it ain't going to happen. That's right. So <laughs> there are people that are like, oh man, I, I really need to get a long-term care policy because I'm not paying that tax while I'm working. Mm -hmm. So I think I read recently they had about 60,000 Washingtonians, mm -hmm. I don't know what you mm -hmm. call them, um, that all applied for long-term care insurance and i and i know how this has affected me because we have people at our office who've recently applied for long-term care insurance and i've put the application in and normally it takes about a week or two to get it all approved and completed but two months later i call and i'm like what is going on why hasn't this application gone through and they said well we're we are swamped we don't have the employees to process the applications from the state of washington i was like the state of washington yeah. what so uh -huh. i called and that's where this whole thing uh, came to my attention. Mm. So there are people that are told you can opt out of this program as long as you have long-term care, but because these companies in Washington are being swamped, they have completely stopped selling long-term care insurance because okay. they don't even have the employees to, to complete these applications. It. So if you can't purchase long-term care to opt out and mm. nobody will sell it, what are you to do? Nah. Well, I mean, it, it's not only that, it's also from, I'm, I'm sticking up for the insurance companies here, right? Sure, yeah, sure, sure. From an actuarial standpoint, yeah. uh, and that basically what that means is fancy math. How many people are going to buy a policy and actually need it, mm -hmm. right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. That Insur- way we determine what the premium is. Insurance companies are out to make money. Sure. And the insurance is there if you need it. Mm-hmm. But if they get overloaded in one area, they right? bankrupt. They could go bankrupt. So that's probably another reason why they have shut down taking applications mm-hmm. from a particular area or state. Yeah. yeah, and who's to say these people aren't going to cancel this policy as soon right. as November 1st gets mm-hmm. here just to say yeah. that they did what the government wanted. They checked right. the box. We saw that and, in you know, Mississippi with the requirement about having uh, car insurance to uh, be right. able to. Uh-huh. Right. Or health yep. insurance. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. people get it. But they don't. They're not going to keep it longer than they have to. Yeah. Take their chances. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's uh, you know, right. another thing that I've noticed uh, or read in this article, though, is mo- uh, we're coming up in November as Long Term Care Awareness Month. Yes. I'm sure we'll do some more shows on this. We will. Uh, probably got uh, enough here for for content for <laughs> two months, I bet. <laughs> uh, but we won't bore everybody. Right. Um, the thing that I noticed about this particular law. And in order to qualify for the social insurance program, there's three activities of daily life as opposed to two activities. So let me explain what that means. There are activities of daily life Mm -hmm. uh, that you have to perform. And if you cannot perform those, Mm -hmm. uh, then your insurance would take over and and pick up and, and carry that. Can you feed yourself? Can you transfer out of bed? Can you bathe yourself? Those are activities of daily life, right? Right, right. Um, so in most private insurances, mm-hmm. we see two activities of daily life. You got to, you have to have a healthcare provider say you can't do two of these things. Exactly. Okay. Now on the Washington plan or, mm-hmm. or, or the state government provided plan through the state of Washington, there are three activities of daily living okay. that you have to not be able to do in order to qualify for this. Okay. So number one, you're paying for something that's going to be more stringent mm-hmm. and you're getting less of a benefit than you typically would from private insurance. Uh-huh. But at least it's there. And it's probably overall less expensive. Correct. It's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's giving you less for your money. Sure. But you're not paying as much as somebody who mm-hmm. would pay probably for a long-term care policy right. if they bought it from an insurance mm-hmm. company. But it's there as a, a safety net? Well, and, and again, you know, we talked about Social Security earlier. Mm-hmm. Social Security is there and supposed to be a safety net. But for many people, it's but the for, only thing. Yeah. For many people, it's the only net. Right. Yeah. And and healthcare is the same way. You know, Medicare was not designed to be the only form of healthcare coverage, mm-hmm. which is why they're trying to come up with other ways to help protect us against ourselves when we <laughs> and our spending habits and and have yeah. another safety net. And one of the ways that they they kind of mesh that together under Medicare is you have the government provided plan parts A and B, mm-hmm. uh, but then you have the supplements that you buy from an insurance company, which will help. Co- and sometimes they're called Medigap. Medigap policies. Mm-hmm. And because and sometimes A and B have gaps. Gaps that need to be filled right. by and, private insurance. And so that that is kind of a, a, a both of them together working for people. And it works pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. If you have parts A and B and you have a Medigap policy, a lot of times we tell we have people say, I had cancer and I didn't pay a penny. Because mm-hmm. if they were paying their premium for their supplement regularly, then mm-hmm. that covered every single gap. Okay. All right. So much so that they are worried something's wrong because <laughs> they don't owe, they don't get a doctor yeah, bill. I didn't get a bill. Something's man. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Am I going to get a $50,000 bill? Yeah. And, and in most cases, the answer is no, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. 
All right. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of conflicted here. You know, we started yeah. this this whole uh, this 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 show about my taxes mm-hmm. and are they being efficiently used and do I need all that? And the libertarian in me says I don't. But on the other hand, I know what my mother-in-law needs, mm-hmm. and I know my brother-in-law's habits, yeah. and I know I don't want to have to pay for all that, <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah. Are you? Do you find yourself in in, in that same situation morally, I ethically? I do. I'm, financially? I'm divided, and I think that it's okay to be divided mm-hmm. because then you research more and you figure things out. A lot of people don't research long-term care mm-hmm. and don't look about it, look at it and think about it. A lot of times you hear people say, well, my parents are going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. That's not really realistic. I want to take care of my mom Mm -hmm. so much, um, Mm -hmm. but I have a full-time job and I have two little kids. Mm -hmm. It's just not possible. So if you're not thinking outside of the box uh, Mm -hmm. and not thinking about your children raising you, then Mm -hmm. uh, you might need to start doing that now. Right, right. And we go back to some of our basic principles we talk about on the Advisors Roundtable all the time, and that is... Maybe we think about the storm mm-hmm. and buying an umbrella yeah. before we have a storm. Mm-hmm. But that means that uh, people have to take a few of those dollars that they were otherwise spending on clothes and shoes and other things and put them in a long-term care policy, Yeah, put them in a life insurance policy, put them in a health insurance policy, put them in a retirement account. And there you go, getting complicated again. Um, Well, Marianne, thank you for exposing us to all these things. I want to leave. I want to leave with a little teaser. I'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about uh, veterans benefits. Mm. Getting closer to Veterans Day, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of veterans go in with the assumption, "Well, I'm a veteran, so I'm going to get a VA home for my long-term health care." Mm-hmm. Well, that's a conversation we need to have oh, with our really? veterans. So, oh, yep. really, because it's not free for everybody, and oh. you need to understand why. Okay. All right. So there are a number of these social programs out there, and sometimes they overlap, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes there are gaps. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for uh, being here. We look forward to having you back as we talk about uh, Veterans Day. And we also look to, look forward to that uh, Dine and Learn thing and uh, November the 2nd. Yes, I'm so excited about it. Uh, 530? Yes. At Pizza Grocery. Thanks come a lot. Come join us. Yeah, come back to the Advisors Roundtable at any time here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. Hopefully we spoke something that affects your life. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.